Bible Interact is a group of Bible scholars and biblical archaeologists who promote the Hebraic nature of Scripture and view the two Testaments as one unified message. They explain how they use a first-century approach to searching the Scriptures, and they share their methods and discoveries for discussion and dialogue. They invite your comments and participation on BibleInteract.tv, where you can also find more teachings, self-study quizzes, webinars, and interviews. Shalom. I am Dr. Ann Davis with Bible Interact. I have been working with you on the Gospel of John, except I have explained in an earlier session that John is not a gospel. We only have three gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John is a different form of, of ancient literature. It is, in fact, Hebrew wisdom literature. Hebrew wisdom literature, and and of course it was not just um, exclusive to the Hebrew Bible, it was throughout the ancient Near East, this concept of wisdom, but it was very strong in the Hebrew scriptures. Wisdom was to ask penetrating questions in order to get very deeply into an understanding of the nature of God and the nature of what God is doing in this world. And that's what the book of John is all about. It's a very exciting book when you when you see it that way and you really get into it. Um, and this is actually session six in an eight-part series. And I'm going to go in and look at the words of Yeshua in the book of John. And what we're going to do is we're going to start with some words of the Pharisees. Now let me read these words of the Pharisees to you. In John 2.18, the Pharisees said to Yeshua, What sign do you show us as your authority for doing these things? Now, we've looked at, in the book of John, there are in fact seven signs. And, let's see, we've done two. We did the miracle of changing water to wine at Cana. And we did the other one of, um, I think, the man born blind. But there are a total of seven signs. Now, this is not another sign. The key word here is authority. What is your authority for doing these things? Now, the authority is going to come from the Father. And Yeshua is going to say, he's the Son, the Father has sent me. Um, All that I am doing is from the Father. So that's what's going to happen here. We're going to see that in Yeshua's words. And I'm going to show you that Yeshua gives us three, really three answers to this question. Number one, he speaks for God. Well, that's a prophet. And we get books of prophets. We get Isaiah and Jeremiah. They're prophets. They speak for God. And Yeshua is a prophet. He speaks for God. In fact, he is that prophet that was prophesied by Moses, who said that there would be one coming after Moses. So he speaks for God. And that's that's authority, because he's the words that he's speaking are, are from God. But that's not particularly unique because there are other prophets in in the Hebrew scriptures. The second thing he does is he says all his actions are in fact actions from the Father. Now this is the concept of agency in the ancient world. An agent was working on behalf of his superior. And in fact, in the ancient world, a person's agent was regarded as the person himself. So that person had such great authority that it was as if it was the person himself. And we're going to look into that concept of agency. And we'll we'll look at Yeshua's words to explain that concept of agency. But then we go into the book of Hebrews, and it, it says that Yeshua is greater than the angels. So he speaks for God. That's a prophet. 
he acts on behalf of God. That's the, that's the agency. But he's greater than the angels. And we're going to go in and see how he's greater than the angels. And then we'll end with the words of Yeshua explaining who he is and why the Father has sent him. Okay, let's get started. All right, what is your authority for doing these things? Number one. I did not speak on my own initiative, says Yeshua, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. This is a, this is a prophet. Now, the Father has sent him. I want to point out to you that that, that phraseology of Yeshua being sent by the Father is repeated 40 times. Let me let me say it again. 40, 40, 40 times in the book of John, 40 times the Father has sent me. So this this is going to be important as we understand, you know, who Yeshua is, what is his role, what is he doing. So let me repeat that again. He says, I did not speak on my own initiative, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment as to what to say and what to speak. So the Father is giving him specific words to speak. That's a prophet. A prophet speaks for God. Now, there are prophets in the Hebrew Scriptures. We hear Isaiah, for example, who says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send and whom will go for us? And Isaiah said, Here, here am I, here am I, send me, send me. You know, so so the, the God speaks to prophets. And Yeshua was not the only prophet. You know, there's Isaiah. Um, and um, now let me, there's one, I've got one more here for Jeremiah. Jeremiah says, every, let's see, this is, this is Jeremiah writing what God said to him. God said to him, everywhere that I send you, you shall go, and all that I command you, you shall speak. Those were words from God to Jeremiah that are recorded in the book of Jeremiah. Then the Lord stretched out his hand and touched my mouth, said Jeremiah. And the Lord said to me, behold, I have put my words in your mouth. So, this is a prophet. A prophet speaks for God. Now, in the New Testament, it says that that those with faith in Christ, who have the gift of the Holy Spirit in them, have the ability to prophesy. And um, uh, Bible Interact is exploring the possibility of having a uh, an intensive seminar for a small group of people. We don't want a real large group, you know, a small enough group of people. One to to lead them into speaking in tongues, going into the Hebrew, into the scriptures. Um, a lot of it's in the New Testament, into the but also in the Hebrew Scriptures, um, to because speaking those with the gift of the Holy Spirit in them um, have the ability to speak in tongues. But you have to go to Scripture sometimes to to understand, you know, to to be led into speaking in tongues because our mind plays tricks with us, and the world works in our mind and says you can't do it. You know, it's too hard. You don't know how. It's not supposed to be done now. It was only done back at the time of, you know, at the time of Pentecost and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, um, that's that's a prophet. A prophet speaks for God. Now, let me explain that Yeshua was not just any prophet. He was a very special prophet. And we see that in the book of Exodus. And God says to Moses, Aaron shall speak for you, Moses. Moses had 
I don't know, it doesn't say exactly what his speech problem was, but maybe he stuttered or, you know, something happened. So um, so um, God would tell Moses what to say, and Moses would tell Aaron, and Aaron would speak. Okay, so Aaron shall speak for you, Moses, to the people, and he will be as a mouth for you. So it's as if, you you know, you're speaking. And you will be as God to him. Now, that's really important because... The, what it's saying here is that the, the prophet speaks words for God. They don't make them up, they, and they don't paraphrase. They speak the exact words that God gives them, so it's as if God himself was speaking. That's what that says. You, Moses, will be as God to, to Aaron, because the words that you speak are words for God, and it's as if God were speaking. And then Moses says, The Lord your God will raise up for you people, you people of Israel, a prophet like me from among you. He's going to come from from the people of Israel. From your countrymen, you shall listen to him. And Yeshua, in fact, is that promised prophet. So he's not um, just any prophet like Isaiah and Jeremiah. He's specifically this prophet that was prophesied by, by Moses. Now, Let's let's listen to the to the words of Yeshua in the in the book of John, and and Yeshua is simply saying, "I'm a prophet." That's that's part of my authority. Is that the words I speak are not my own? And Yeshua says, "My teaching is not mine, but His who sent me." All right, there's that concept of being sent by the Father, but He's sent by the Father, and He speaks the very words that God gives Him to speak. That's in John 7.16. And again in John 8.26, Yeshua says, I have many things to speak and to judge concerning you, but he who sent me is true, and the things which I heard from him, these I speak to the world. Now, I'll I'll stop very briefly here and and just explain that uh, some people actually hear an audible voice from God. Uh, I have not spoken to many who hear an audible voice. I have never heard an audible voice. I get a sudden driving thought in my in my mind. It's it, it doesn't come, it doesn't emerge. It's just suddenly the whole thought is just boom, it's there. And I speak it and it's not it's not coming from my mind. I mean, it has to be in my mind, I guess to say it, but I it doesn't process through my mind at all. It um it's just like a thought is there and I just boom, I speak it. And and that's and we're supposed to be able to uh, to speak words of prophecy, um, those who with um, who, with faith in Christ and who have the gift of the Holy Spirit in them. And of course, everyone with faith in Christ has the gift of the Holy Spirit in them. All right. So we have the authority of Yeshua. The first authority is that he's a prophet. He speaks the words that God God gives him. Now the second authority is that he's acting as an agent for God. And in that capacity, he does the things. He does the actions. So God will tell him to do a certain action, and he will do it, and it's as if God himself were doing it. Now, um, angels in the Hebrew Scriptures are agents for God. They fit this um, this this uh, characteristic of, of agency. Now, agency was, was known throughout the ancient Near East. It wasn't just Israel. It was We can see it in other ancient literature of the Near East. But, um, but certainly angels are acting as agents for God. Now, the word, the Hebrew word for uh, angel is malach, and it comes from the verbal root shalach, which means to send. So angels, malachim, are those who have been sent by God. But they're sent by God 
not I mean yes they speak for God but they also do actions uh, for God and that's that's the agency now the Talmud tells us that a person's agent is regarded as the person himself now the Talmud is a Jewish uh, composition written um, you know two three four hundred years after the time of Yeshua but it's reflecting the tradition at the time and and you can see in scripture that the and I'm going to show you I'm going to show you through the the story of Joseph that the agent is regarded as that person so when the agent speaks or does some kind of action it's as if the the, the higher authority is doing it all right now I'm going to give you one example here for an angel let's let's look at angels how they're they're agents and we get that in the story of Hagar uh, she was the slave uh, maid of Sarah. Sarah gave her to Abraham to bear a child because Sarah was barren and that child uh, became then a child of Sarah but Sarah was jealous and, um, and, and insisted that Abraham you know expel her from, from the camp which he did and then we read uh, now the angel of the Lord found Hagar by a spring of water in the wilderness by the spring on the way to Shur. It's really kind of interesting because um, these um, uh, the wilderness is is the Sinai where the children of Israel came out of Egypt into the Sinai, and Shur is is in that area, that wilderness Sinai area. So Hagar was an Egyptian princess uh, that the Pharaoh gave to to Abraham. Um, to to give to Sarah as a handmaid. And so she was returning. She was trying her best to return to Egypt, which is where she came from. But an angel appeared to her, and uh, the angel told her to return and to do what Sarah says, which she did. She obeyed the angel. But then we we get this um, verse in Genesis uh, 16, 13. Then Hagar called the name of the Lord who spoke to her, You are a God who sees. Now that's El uh, ro e l ro e l is a name for God ro e the God who sees, um, for she said, "Have I even remained alive here after seeing him?" Meaning l God. So the it was the angel, but she perceived the angel as God because the age, agent in the ancient world it was as if it was God acting and speaking. So that's why I gave you that. Um, have I even remained alive here after seeing El, seeing God, seeing him, seeing seeing God? And then there's one other account just to convince you that the concept of agency, it's as, as if the the one who has given you this authority, you know, you're, you're, you're not just acting on his behalf, you become him. And the story of Joseph, where Joseph wrestled with an angel, and we read, a man wrestled with Joseph until daybreak. Now, we all recognize that this man is an angel. It's very interesting. I'll explain to you why. Your name shall no longer be Yaakov, Jacob, but Yisrael, Israel, for you have striven with God and with men and have prevailed. So Jacob named the place Peniel, for he said, I have seen God face to face. Um, now, you recognize El, Penny El, El is the name for God. Uh, Panai is face, so the face of God, all right, that's the face of God. I have seen God face to face, the face of God, yet my life has been preserved. So I saw the face of God, but it was a man. It says it was a man. Well, it was an angel, but, um, but let's see, I, now I've kind of forgotten. I had figured it out about what, the relationship between the man and the angel, um, and now I've kind of forgotten. I'll leave that for you to figure out. Because let's go on. I'm, I'm running out of time here. Let's go on to um, 
uh, agency in the, in the ancient world. Okay, I want to take you to the story of Joseph. Joseph interpreted dreams for Pharaoh, and so Pharaoh made him second, gave him the second in command. So he was directly under Pharaoh in his authority. And we read in Genesis 41, 42, Pharaoh took off his signet ring from his hand and put it on Joseph's hand. Now the signet ring was a carved ring. And in the ancient world, what you would do is you would turn your hand upside down and put that ring in molten wax, liquid wax. And then you would move your hand over to a document and the document would have been folded, and you put that seal on the fold, and it would harden, and you could, and then it would form the seal of of the Pharaoh. But Joseph was wearing that ring, so what? It was as if he were Pharaoh himself. He had the authority um, with that signet ring to be Pharaoh himself. And then it goes on in Je- Genesis forty-one, verses forty-one and forty-three. Pharaoh said to Joseph, "See." I have set you over all the land of Egypt, and Joseph ha- and Pharaoh had Joseph ride in the second chariot. He was second in command. And they proclaimed before him, bow the knee. But then it goes on to say, moreover, Pharaoh said to Joseph, though I am Pharaoh, yet without your permission, no one shall raise his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. All right, and then, let's see, it continues here. You shall be over my house, and according to your command, all my people shall do homage. Only in the throne I will be greater than you. So, Joseph is a type of the Messiah to come. He was the agent for the Pharaoh. When he spoke, it was as if the Pharaoh was speaking. When he acted, it was as if the the um, the Pharaoh was acting. Uh, that's the that's the ancient uh, concept of agency in the in the ancient world. So Yeshua was not only any old prophet, but he was the prophet that Moses had prophesied who had come after him. And he was an agent for God as angels are agents for God. And as as Joseph was the agent for Pharaoh. So he was the agent. So that when he spoke and acted, it was as if that person were speaking and acting. But number three, in the book of Hebrews, we read that Yeshua sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high, having become as much better than the angels as he has inherited a more excellent name than the angels. Well, what name does he have? He's a son, and as a son, he has the name of the Father. And so we read again in Hebrews uh, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, Moses was faithful as a servant, but Christ was faithful as a son. So as a son of God, he was greater than the angels. He had the same agency authority as the angels, but as a son, he was greater than the angels. Now what I want to do is I want to go into the words of Yeshua. And now that you understand, you know, this, we've answered the question from the Pharisees, what is your authority to do these things? And we have three things here. We have, um, he speaks for God, he acts for God, and he's greater than the angels because he's the son of God. Now we're going to hear Yeshua speak. And um, I'm, I'm going to show you these words of Yeshua. Okay. In John 5.30, I can do nothing on my own initiative. As I hear, I judge, and my judgment is just, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. 
all right? So he does nothing on his own initiative. He's doing everything that, that God is, is having him speak. He's doing everything that God is having him do in, in actions. And he's doing all of these things. All right, let's go in now to John eight twenty nine, And here are words of Yeshua. He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone. So the, the Father, and we read in other places, that the Father was in him. All right, we also read that Christ is in those with faith in Christ. It's a metaphor. It's a metaphor. It, it identifies that, that Christ is is not separate and apart for the, from the Father. He is one with the Father. And by the way, when we walk as Yeshua walked, we are one with our Lord Yeshua, by the way. So, he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. Now I'm going to take you to John 4.34. And we read, uh, Yeshua said to them, My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. So this is the metaphor. So my food, I eat, says Yeshua, I eat what the Father uh, tells me, instructs me to do. I eat that. You know, and th- that metaphor is extended to us. He's the bread of life. We don't literally eat Yeshua. It's a metaphor. It's an, extend, it's an, it's an extended symbol. <clears throat> so here we have a metaphor. So I eat my food. I eat the will of the Father who sent me. And and my I have been called to accomplish his work. So Yeshua is doing the work of the Father. It's as if the Father himself were doing that work. That's agency. But in fact, it's Yeshua accomplishing the work of the Father. Okay? Now, let's see. Let me do another one in John 14, 9. Have I been so long with you, and yet you have not come to know me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Now, that's a, that's a really um, important one. We'll do more with that in the next session. Uh, because, it, again, it's, it's that artistic metaphorical language. No man has seen God at any time. That's what, what the, God, the book of John tells us that. John four twenty four. No man has seen God at any time. And yet, people saw Yeshua. So what's going on here? What's going on? is that Yeshua is, everything he does is, is the words of the Father. Everything he does are the actions of the Father. And so when you, when you see Yeshua, you're seeing the Father. Um, now, I want to extend that because I want to, to, to just introduce you to the concept of us to Yeshua. We are disciples, or disciples are those who are committed in their hearts to submitting to Yeshua, obeying Yeshua, working for Yeshua. So it's the same kind of relationship that Yeshua had with the Father, but we have it with the Master, Yeshua. And um, Yeshua says uh, to his disciples, We, you disciples and me, must work the works of him who sent me. Okay, together we're going to work the works of him who sent me. And it continues, as long as it is day, night is coming when no one can work. Now, he spoke that before his crucifixion. So, before the crucifixion, he was working with his disciples. Came the crucifixion, darkness on the earth. Resurrection, yikes. (laughs) Resurrection now allows those with faith in Yeshua um, to, to belong to God 
And if they obey Yeshua and submit to him and obey him, they are one with him. And it's the disciples who are working now with Yeshua to do the works of the Father. So, uh, and Yeshua can't do it now without his disciples. He cannot work apart from the disciples. He can only work with the disciples. It's a pretty powerful um, concept. And uh, we're going to get into that in the, in the next session. In the next session, I'm going to talk more about the relationship of Yeshua to the Father, and especially the relationship, we're going to work more in the next two sessions, actually, on the relationship of, of first of all, all believers in Christ to Yeshua, and then we're going to take just those who are disciples out of all believers in Christ, only some are disciples. Um, now, they all belong to God. All with faith in Yeshua belong to God. But the disciples have uh, made themselves um, uh, their followers. They're dedicated followers of Yeshua. And the disciples are the ones who are helping Yeshua carry out the works of God. So it's important, and the, and the book of John is going to give us this information. So it's important for us to understand our relationship, this, this whole thing. We're going to do that in the next session. I have two more sessions. It's going to take two more sessions to, <laughs> to explain all of this to you. So with this, we'll end this session. And I will wish you shalom.